Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hi, I'm Lydia Larkham. I'm the Programme Manager for our Values-Based Recruitment Project. We've had our very first Values-Based Recruitment um, Partner Workshop today. It's been very exciting. We've had nearly 50 of our partners join us. I've actually got a few people with me today who I'd like to introduce to you. I'm Lara, I'm the Programme Officer for the Values-Based Recruitment Project. Just been supporting getting the day ready and it's went really well. I'm Jill Travis, I'm um, Head of Recruitment and Transactional Services within NHS Blood and Transplant. And I'm Laura Condy and I'm a Workforce and AD Project Officer at Chesterfield Royal Hospital. Fantastic, that's brilliant. So Jill, what did you think of today? I thought it was really useful. It's been great to sort of share lots of opportunities with people, lots of experience, to share names. I have quite a few names of people I'm going to both email things to and they're going to email things to me as well. I think it was also really useful to sort of look at what other organisations are doing outside the NHS. So when we looked at some of the case studies that we were shown today for places like EasyJet and B&Q and John Lewis, I thought they were all really interesting. And I think it was really good at the end to understand that there's going to be a lot more work undertaken by perhaps having sort of smaller um, project type groups to sort of take a particular interest in some areas and come back with some sort of recommendations that people can um, take up if that's what they'd like to do. Wonderful. Why did you decide to become one of our BBR partners? Well, we've been doing some work on our donor carer post, which is actually our biggest volume post. It's um, equivalent to a healthcare assistant type of post within this sort of um, an NHS environment. We've been doing these assessment centre approach now for some time um, and have had really positive results. The way it actually works is that um, the first stage of it is that um, the donor carer has to go to um, a donor session to make sure that they understand what the role entails and at that they're shown the vehicle they would have to drive or they're shown the um, equipment that they would have to move, they're shown a bag of blood because amazingly we have appointed people who find out later can't stand the sight of blood and faint immediately so that's quite good to know that they can deal with that. And then following that, if they're still happy um, that they like the job, um, they then go to the next stage, which is an assessment centre. And at the assessment centre, we show them a a DVD, which was an in-house one, um, as well as one that tells them a little bit about the organisation. They have one where we then ask them questions about their customer care skills, and they're asked to actually complete that. We also do a micro-teach, and what we do for that is we show them how to do um, put a needle into an arm, so a venipuncture. We're not really there necessarily assessing their skills at that so much, but to actually see whether they feel that's something they would be able to do. And actually we have had people that have left at that point and said, really, this isn't for me. Even though we'd made it quite clear at the session visit that that's what it entailed. We've then also put them through, um, it's a very low level, a sort of IT literacy and numeracy uh, test as well. And then finally, we take all those um, scores into account and if they get through, they then go through to um, a behavioural interview. The results have been really quite remarkable. We've actually, since March um, 2012, we've had around, uh, well, over 300 um, assessment centres. Um, We've appointed, going on for sort of 400 staff during that time. 
the leaver rate has reduced from uh, 9 to 7%. And because we have quite a long lead-in for training, that obviously has meant that that's also reduced at the turnover, so therefore reduced recruitment and training costs. We also had really good uh, ratings from our managers. 99% of managers were saying that they found um, the, both the calibre and the um, recruitment service to be either good or excellent. And the great thing for us is that because um, NHS blood and transplant um, for the donor carer side is to cover England and North Wales, it means that we now know that we have a very consistent approach to recruitment throughout the whole of the country. So that was one of our main ones. We have done sort of some um, others around, um, such as healthcare, um, uh, healthcare officers, healthcare technical officers, which is our lab type of uh, roles, and some around sort of senior leadership. But the donor carer one is the one that's been going for the longest. Fantastic, so you've had some brilliant results from it. Yes, are you planning to roll it out further? We, um, well, we're looking now to have a bit more of a sort of competency behavioural type approach to um, some of our nurse recruitment because we are moving more towards a nurse-led service um, so that actually is also part of what we're, we're looking at as well so one of the things that ju is just about to, to uh, be introduced into the organisation is we've had sort of behaviours um, and values around for some short time now but we are now going to be introducing that as part of uh, people looking um, at the behaviours connected to um, their own appraisals and further development. So um, it's all sort of fairly new at the moment, but um, that will then assist with some of the stuff I want to do around recruitment, which will be asking managers to look at the possibility of asking um, values-based questions. So I'm sort of coming up with a template of some questions that they could choose from Whichever, whatever they feel is most appropriate to their post and we'll be asking them to actually look at that, assess people at the interview and then do an overall score as part of their overall sort of outcome of the interview. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing all that with us, Jill. That's lovely. Okay, thank Thanks you very lot. much. So, Laura, what did you think of today? I thought it was really good. Um, actually, much better than expected. Not that I wasn't expecting it to be very um, good. Um, but it was actually really interesting and useful to see where other organisations are and different kinds of organisations as well. And just to know that not everyone else is like really far advanced with this um, and that some people have got values, some people haven't got behaviours like we have. Um, and just to hear about what other people are doing really and to kind of share that learning because um, I think you can get quite isolated sometimes in your organisations and very kind of just looking at what you're doing. Yeah, there was a real range, wasn't there, in the room that you could learn from and ask questions to? Definitely, yeah, but there was this kind of feeling that we're all trying to do it together, so actually um, we can share learning, and I think that was something that I was quite surprised at, is that everyone seems quite happy and really wants to share whatever we can um, to really get it moving in the organisations, because I think sometimes there's a tendency to just work on things very in your small organisations and not actually share learning whereas with this it's the complete opposite so that will be really useful and save a lot of time as well. So you can't really do it further meetings? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yes. <laughs> so why did you decide to become one of our 
For a couple of reasons, really. Um, so obviously, values-based recruitment is a big focus in the NHS at the moment, um, and it's a really good opportunity to share learning and see what other organisations are doing. And also because um, our, in our organisation, one of the departments had actually started to do values-based recruitment completely kind of off their own backs, which is amazing, um, because they'd seen that there were problems in their recruitment. So it was really to see how theirs matches up to what everyone else is doing because we know it's really good and to see how we can maybe develop it and pilot it across the rest of the trust. Fantastic. So was there a best bit from today? I don't think there was a best bit necessarily. I really enjoyed all of it to be honest. Um, I thought the facilitators were really good as well um, and the questions that were asked of us got us to think really about what we were doing well and what we could do better in our organisations as well because I know that sometimes you have a tendency just to kind of plough on straight into doing something and actually it was quite good to have a think about what we're all doing in our organisation. So yeah, no, it was all good. So similar to Jill, you have used an assessment centre approach to deliver values-based recruitment, but in quite a different way? Yes, quite a different way. Um, so as I said, it was it's a um, facilities management department um, within our organisation that saw that they had um, high turnover within um, their staff groups. So that's things like porters, domestics, um, and patient services assistants. Um, and that also they were struggling to recruit, they were quite often carrying quite a high number of vacancies and that these staff do spend more time with patients than actually quite a lot of the clinical staff because the nature of their work they're either moving around the hospital or they're cleaning around the beds um, and so they get quite a lot of patient contacts so they decided to try a different way of recruitment um, and what they went for was an assessment centre approach like you said um, and I think they just put out an advert that said we're looking for these people and that you're coming to an assessment centre um, and they didn't look for any particular skills it's for values that they're looking for so we have trust values and um, but they also identified the values that they were looking for as a facilities management department um, and they looked for a number of roles supporters domestics and I think it was patient services assistants as well um, and the day starts with a video about fa the facilities management department and actually just showing what they do because again like with healthcare assistants and the roles that Jill was talking about people don't actually know exactly what they do on a day-to-day -day basis and that was introduced by the director of facilities so has that kind of exec sponsorship and that real kind of power behind it um, and then the morning is spent doing a group activity that's a little different um, to I think what a lot of assessment centres do um, nothing to do with their job roles basically they have a number of tasks to carry out some that require one people person to do it some that require the old group and it could be anything from making a chicken out of a tea towel to um, building a really tall tower out of straws or morse code with torches um, really anything um, and it's basically just to see how they work as a team so the recruiting managers um, observe it they have certain candidates they observe to specific criteria to look at team working um, and that's over a period of about two and a half to three hours with a break in the middle um, and it is actually really interesting how you can immediately spot how different people interact in teams the people that are the leaders and maybe or you go further than that and maybe take over a bit to the ones that are really quiet and then develop as it goes on so you can really see the kind of 
behaviours coming out in that. Um, all the um, candidates get scored um, on the criteria at the end of it and there's a cut-off point. So anyone who's above that cut-off point then goes through the interviews um, in the afternoon. Um, they also do a kind of literacy and numeracy test. Really, really basic, but that's the only skills part of the day. And it's just to make sure that they could read for cleaning instructions, for example, to make sure they'd be able to do their job. And then in the afternoon, the recruiting managers, um, depending on how many candidates they've got, um, interview, but just on values again. So it's all kind of how you'd react to situations or scenario-based questions. So yes, all on values. Um, and there's not been any formal evaluation of it yet, although there will be. But for the first time since they've started doing that, they carry very few to none vac no vacancies. Their turnover has dropped significantly um, and morale seems to have gone up as well so it'll be interesting when formal evaluation does happen to see exactly how well it's worked. Fantastic and similar to um, Jill we've got your case study going onto the website you have, which you yes. kindly agreed to do for us <laughs> um, yes. which is just brilliant so thank you very much for that. That's all right. Thank you. So Laura do you want to give us a bit of an update on things that are happening as part of the national programme? So as part of um, the national project and within our work stream, since December and throughout January, we've been recruiting partner sites and basically talking to Trust to find out what they are doing and what approaches they're using, what has worked well, and just trying to scope that information. Also, for the last few months, we've been concentrating on creating the mapping tool. So it's going to be used to map local values against the NHS constitution. Um, and we feel that throughout um, our project, it's going to be a starting point um, for everyone. If they can link their values to the NHS constitution, we can use that as a platform to work from. Also, we've been working on preparing content for a new website. Um, so details of that will be coming soon. And also we've been working on planning some future workshops. Um, we're hoping to use partner feedback um, to plan for the rest of the year.